0: Sony on the
1: Everybody and welcome to the newest episode of the P's and Q's podcast. It's playoff time, baby. Let's get it. How are you feeling, playoff Q? Playoff
0: time, baby. It's playoff time. Yes, yes sir. sir. You guys already know what's going on. And it's I, Mark Will fripp joined by my wonderful co-host, Puff Shula. We're here to bring you not just any analysis, but the good birds playoff analysis. You know, we got to get sir. real in-depth and detailed in this game. Clearly, if you guys watched the last game in Dallas, there is not much to talk about. I mean, Dak threw five touchdown passes and broke a record against backups. But, hey. hey the media ran. Power was it. to the people, man.
1: Oh, my God.
0: got to get momentum
1: any way you can heading to the playoffs. Good for them. Good for the. Hey, you know what? Devontae broke the rookie receiving record. I was there. That, I, 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 that's all I needed to see. All right. I, uh, I luckily left early and uh, was spared from j dropping the touchdown where it would have been right in front of me. So, you know, it's, it's probably a good thing that I left because I uh, likely would have torn all of my hair out if I was, uh, if I was sitting right there. So but,
0: since we're here,
1: ladies and gentlemen, before we start
0: this playoff analysis, you guys have known the run, the J.J. breakout season probably is officially over. The Eagles have placed him on injured reserve. Yep. Uh, moment of this, silence for the great legend, man.
1: JJ just wasn't P this year. He just wasn't P. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, yeah. I mean, he, he had a good year and, you know, he had the the couple catches uh in, in big moments. Can't forget that, but uh he's never going to live up to where he was drafted, you know, who he was drafted in front of. And that's the tragic part for him and, and and Jalen, quite honestly, like no matter what, he's never going to be Justin Jefferson, but you know, shout out to JJ for, for working hard, no matter what, you know, a lot of, a lot of hate for the guy. Uh, And, uh, and that sucks for him, but he, he always kept working, you know, everybody in the locker room always said that he was a, he's a good guy, you know, maybe he can put on some weight, switch to tight end for another team, but, i don't really see him unfortunately on the eagles next year at this point yeah i
0: think that eagles run might be over man might be a bit finished for that yeah uh sucks but i mean eagles Dugs. got some good reps out of them this year man we did some we good did, reps man. i mean maybe not many good receiving reps but good reps nonetheless can't complain exactly. where you
1: get them from exactly right um we, we got we found a way to get him on the field and uh and that's what's uh that's what's important at the end of the day um but anyways who cares about what happened on sunday because we are in the playoffs baby it's uh, yes, bucks week again again all right <sighs> again this I'm one ready, might dude.
0: be a little different than the first one honestly i'm I not even so. gonna say a little different it might be a lot different than the first one because As Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles said, we've changed and they've changed, man. So two completely
1: different teams heading into this football game. Absolutely, man. There's a lot of talk about us getting Lane back, which is granted huge for us because last game, if uh, you know, if you know, some of our listeners might not remember, uh, we had Andre Dillard at left tackle and uh, we had Mylata at. at right tackle you know so totally switching him up uh, having dillard in not having lane obviously uh can take this uh, little moment to shout him out second team all pro right that's i mean that's that's amazing uh that he was able to do that also shows how flawed pro bowl voting can be in the fact that he's there and he didn't make the pro bowl but i mean he did that missing four games was it i mean yeah about
0: that man and that's the, I was just about to say, that's the amazing part of it, man. The mm-hmm. fact that how consistent he was. I wish I would have took down note on exactly how many consecutive snaps he's played without allowing a sack. But just the fact that he hasn't allowed a sack all season, man, like model of consistency along the offensive line. It's no wonder why you got, I mean, of course, when you play with Jeff, with Jeff Stoutman, as your coach, everything is possible. But it's no wonder why you look over at the left side and see Mar Lada playing as well as he is or you see how even when Andre Dillard came in and had to play, he came in and stabilized the position until my life back. It's easy to do a little bit of that. When you come to practice every day, and you look on the right. other side of your offensive
1: line and you see, right. damn, that's. That's how you do it. Like that. Yeah. I right. Figure yeah. out how to do it like that. Yep. Right. Exactly, man. And I mean, the The record with uh with with Lane and and without Lane is, is is telling itself. I mean, he's so integral and crucial to our offense. Um, you know, it, he's he's irreplaceable. You know, and and it makes such a huge difference when we have him in the lineup. Also, I mean, he he played. But speaking of integral parts, and another All Pro, Jason Kelsey. Big shout out to him. I mean, this all but you know solidifies his Hall of Fame case. I think. And so that I think we are. Just literally about to say. I mean, it's all.
0: But all he has to do is retire at this point, and mm-hmm. he has a spot in Canton. Wait, yeah. I seen a post earlier that Jason Kelsey is the fourth center. I was going to talk well, about. No, that no, I lied. He's the, fifth? the fourth or the eleventh. I think they said it was the eleventh center to make four All
1: Pros. Oh yeah, that that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that way. He's the twelfth mm-hmm. center to make a four
0: oh, four All Pros. The other 11 are all in the Hall of Fame, so we can basically book it at this point. He's bound for Kent. And I mean, mm-hmm. just a wonderful career, man. And, I mean, even from what he talked about when he was saying how we would have traded him for a refrigerator and a washing machine, man. Like, just for him, from the fact of how his career started, he came in day one. They how everybody told him he was undersized, still mm-hmm. earned the starting job from day one. Never looked back. Never lost his job. The team never lost faith in him, even when there was questions surrounding him. Man, he has certainly repaid them. Man, certainly another model of consistency. Easily, I'd like to think probably the best center in the league. Obviously, I mean the way Creed Humphrey played this year, there might be something somebody in Kansas City has to say about that. But talking resume, easy, it, man, easy, easily the best center in the league, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I must break. I must Go break ahead. the news to you guys, Eagles fans, sadly. So I had to chat with NFL Draft Scout Matt Miller on Twitter this week, <laughs> well, actually earlier today, and I asked him, so what exactly would it take for the Eagles to get their hands on Letterbomb so they can keep this greatness going? It's not looking good, y'all. I keep talking about trading up. I don't know how – I mean, I, I want Linderbaum bad. I don't know how you guys or the city will React for us trading up risking some of them three draft picks for a center a center, <laughs> a
1: center. <laughs> hey I mean They'd we probably be about like now how, day, hold on. I know man but I mean that's that's how we're at the point that we're at right now and and you and I talked about this yesterday like our old line is able to work as it is you know because of Lane Johnson obviously but but really because of Jason Kelsey I mean he's the glue that keeps everything together uh, you know no matter what Jason Kelsey's always been there and he, he always holds it down uh, and, and the type of, you know, offense that we like to run, you know, on the ground and everything we have, we need to have a center who has the abilities of Jason Kelsey. And obviously it's very rare because he is a hall of fame center. So, uh, you know, you need to invest in that position highly if we want to keep enjoying, uh, you know, the, the fruits that we have recently when it comes to running the ball and, and the offensive line, you need to keep investing in the trenches and, and Linderbaum's the type of prospect where you got to go up and get him because, I mean, we all remember uh, Quentin Nelson's rookie rookie year. Like he's he's that type of player at, at center, you know. So you don't want to miss out on a guy like that, especially when uh, you don't know Jason Kelsey's timeline. You know, he's 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 always seems to always play another year, but you know you can't depend on him forever. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna play forever. So to have somebody like that uh, waiting in the wings. I mean, that's that's huge for your offense uh, and, and team as a whole.
0: I mean, definitely. Certainly a conversation we were certainly getting into during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth using that highly of a pick on a player that you might can't invest into early? and you holding them over? We got to pay them a little earlier down the line. Of course, as I said, we're getting too much of that later. But certainly a blessing to have Jason Kelsey at hand right now.
1: Yep, indeed. But,
0: Speaking of young players and draft picks and all of that nature, Jalen Hurts, Do 23 us now. years old, yes, will sir. become the youngest quarterback in Eagles history to start a playoff game. His very first playoff game versus Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the GOAT, <laughs> the greatest of all time, who was in his 46th, 46th career playoff game, man, forty six.
1: What the hell?
0: He has played that's more playoff absurd. games than Hertz has played seasons, like games.
1: Like, it's ridiculous. That's it's I mean, like, Jalen's my age, and Tom Brady's been making the playoffs like pretty much our entire lives. Like, as long as I can remember <laughs> watching football, Tom Brady has been there. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: crazy. Like, honestly, I mean, Outside of that year that he tore his ACL and Matt Cass who finished 11 and five or was a 10 and six, one of them. Either yes. way, they still missed in playoffs. This is remarkable, remarkable that you could win that many games and miss the playoffs. See, that's mm-hmm. the only time I can remember a Tom Brady team not, not making the playoffs. I think he's always made the playoffs. I don't Every think he year.
1: Yeah, what, exactly, dude. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's nice. He made the playoffs one more time, but he made the playoffs. That's all that's going to happen. He's not going farther in the playoffs. Because the Eagles are coming to town. I mean, let's let's get it. If you told me two years ago that Jalen Hurts was going to be leading a playoff game with uh with Devontae Smith and uh, and Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard going into Tampa, I mean, I would have been like, dude, what are you talking about? But look at us now. Look at look look at the future. It is bright. I told you this the other day. I mean, 2020s or you know the 20s. This is our uh. And this is our first playoff game. This is this is this is really the start of a new era of Eagles football. And uh, you know, I know it's been talked about that we're playing uh, playing with uh, house money right now, but we we got to take advantage of this, you know, and uh, and and start this uh, this next era off on the right foot. We really have a golden opportunity here.
0: Definitely a golden opportunity, man. So tell me a bit how you feel about these young birds heading into the playoffs, man. I mean, coach spoken, like, of course, we're going to talk about this matchup in general, well, thoroughly in a few. But, I mean, the only thing about this matchup that concerned me in general was the fact that they had so much experience. We're facing the reigning mm-hmm. NFC champions, and we're yep. a team that, had so many young players playing in their first career playoff Football Super Bowl champs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, even Coach pointed it out earlier this week where he said how we still got players that played in the, the 2017 Super Bowl. We got mm-hmm. players like Devonta and Jalen who played in the National Championship. Devonta yeah. was playing in the National Championship game literally one year ago. So, I mean, we got players with big game experience. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even when you listen to how they talk yeah. all week about heading into practice how locked in Jalen Hurts has been man these, know these the guys seem like they
1: they they ready they they've been here ready you know they it, the, the moment doesn't seem too big and that's yeah. that's what stood out to me the most and that's what keeps me excited about these guys I mean they're coming from the Saban factory like right like Dickerson Hurts Jeff Smith like I mean all these guys have played on on the biggest stages I mean not only sec ball but i mean they're they're playing in in, in championships too so it's it's just it's something crazy and i mean the the everything that goes into those weeks is crazy you know the media days and all this kind of stuff so you know these guys have you know been around when you know all everything gets you know tense and there's a pressure of a big game but you know they've been taught well in that you don't treat this this week different and i know some people Mm -hmm. Have some questions about that, like you know, should you treat this week like any other week, or or do you need to like, you know, put some oomph into it, you know, like this is playoff week. And in my experience, you know, whenever you know I, I we we had some kind of big game or anything, obviously it's not <laughs> anything close to this level, but you know, regardless, when you have a big game, I think the thing they always try to tell you is just treat this game like any other, because you you go out there and you try to make a play. That you know is not your play to make, and you try a little bit too hard. And Rodney McLeod touched on this a little bit in his, uh, in his, in his media availability. But like, that's what you don't want. You don't want guys trying too hard and trying to make some kind of plays. Do what got you to this point. You know, it, it's obviously working for a reason. Just do what you have to do and do it. You know, to the best of your abilities. And I think that's been the messaging for this team throughout the year. You know, that was what Sirianni said he wanted us to do coming in, and. Uh, And I think that's just, you know, what this team truly believes. And I think it's going to serve us well in the playoffs that, you know, treat this week just like any other week. And we're going to go in, we're going to execute our game plan. You know, it's it's nothing different.
0: Definitely, brother. Definitely, man. I I say a lot of the same thing. Definitely echo that sentiment where you certainly have to treat it a lot like you treat it every other week I mean it's just another ball game I mean you spoke earlier and we spoke volumes already about how the birds are supposedly playing with house money and I mean yeah sure if you're a player on that team that's not something that you want to hear because I mean you expect to be here like if somebody told you in September that you was playing playoff football you like I know because that's That's what our goal is in the first place yeah but I mean in the same breath, I mean, clearly starting two and five, three and six, it wasn't the ideal scenario. So you can tell why everybody on the other side is just, for lack of a better term, questionable. So, I mean, it gets very touchy at the same time, I mean, I say all the time, pressure is whatever you make it. Pressure isn't real. And I actually had the chance to read this article from Tim McManus today about Jalen Hurts and just his demeanor in general. And, man, just speaks volumes of the whole team, honestly. Just how the franchise quarterback carries himself. I'm sure it trickles down, man. How he was even a quote from back in his high school days, well, of course, him being a coach's son, they spoke right. about how his dad had to chew into him. Like, didn't treat him no preferable way. So mm-hmm. Nick Sariani even made a joke, like, Shh, maybe I need to coach him like his dad coached him. Right. But even just in general, like, honestly, me saying this, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts himself has a future in coaching. Just seeing the way he carries himself and the background he comes from. But just thinking about the quote from the article where he was saying, yeah, this was him talking to his guys summer, summer practices. Like, no pads, no none of that no plays being drawn up, just everybody on some conditioning type thing. And he stopped everybody in the middle of what they was doing on some weightlifting stuff and was like, I don't know what y'all got going on, but this ain't it, basically. This ain't mm-hmm. what y'all doing. This this ain't being a winner. You ain't being a champion like this. This ain't, mm-hmm. like, everybody do all this talking about where they want to go to school and where they want to go to school led, and where they going and all this good stuff, but Nobody wants a loser, and what y'all practicing like right now is losers. We got to practice like champions, and I mean, it's just how Tim just went into detail about how even the coaches were sitting there looking at it like, whoa, even his dad was like, whoa, and the players like, whoa, like everybody stopped, and they listened, and they said after that moment, I mean, of course, everybody needs coaching, but after that moment, he never had to get on the team like that again because the tone was set. So you you can already see the type of player that Jalen Hurts is, where no nonsense. Like you just think back to his press conference this week, where I mean he didn't have to be kind of as harsh as he was. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I can respect it. It like I don't. I'm, I'm here to talk ball. I'm not here to talk about the opponent. Ask me questions about how I'm preparing for this game. Mm-hmm. Like so, I feel like, you. Yeah. At the same time, when I first heard it, I'm like, dang. Jeff was probably trying to write a really good story until I, I found know. out that Jalen Hurts lost that game like 71 or something. And I'm like, oh, OK, so it's more to this. It's more to this. <laughs> you know how Jeff goes. But another Dude, conversation.
1: I mean, uh, that <laughs> Jeff McClain is playing as an Eagles player, bro. That's that beef is <laughs> never going to end. I mean, it's hilarious. He's 30 for 30 it, it, for real, bro. We need one. <laughs> but in ter- but honestly, just in terms of Dalen, like you can see why he was a Saban favorite. You know, like he's exactly what Saban wants. So, um, I mean, he's he's built for these types of moments, and, and so is Devonte Smith. I mean, SEC championship, and uh, and and he's a freshman, and he's catching game winning touchdowns. Like, yeah, you know, it's he's he's just different. Both these guys are just different, and they they were, I feel like they're gonna show up in these types of moments, and so. I, I really am excited about about these Eagles. Um, but, you know, going back to the opponent now, uh, I was excited. I, I wanted the bucks. You know, that's that's who I kind of had my eye on. And, and I felt like we could do the, the best thing against them. Like, I mean, is this who you wanted to play? Is, is, is this the opponent you wanted or, or how are you feeling? now?
0: I mean, we had the chance of touching this a bit on the uh, round table podcast mm-hmm. if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out make sure you go back and check it out there's always some good stuff in there but i mean yeah no yes yeah, it's, it's like i didn't really had a preference at the same time in terms of what everybody has going on right now this is i've seen the Few people say this thing this isn't, isn't the ideal opponent for the Eagles. And defensively, I can understand. why. I'll touch on it in a few. But I mean, in general, as the team, yeah, I'm not really too afraid of Tampa Bay. I mean, you could have mm-hmm. had the Rams, but I mean then you had the optics of OBJ, Cooper Cup, right, Matt Staff, Van
1: Van Jefferson.
0: Go gators, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. You're learning. <laughs> <laughs> the Jalen Ramseys, Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. Of course, like the star power over there in L.A. I mean, there's certainly some star power. At the same time, as I I always say, it all begins and ends at the quarterback position. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, Matthew Matthew Stafford is such an enigma, man. Such an enigma.
1: It's actually pretty strange to me. It's crazy, man. It's like clockwork every time. I mean, it it looks crazy for some portions of the season you're like this is like the most underrated quarterback in the league Like he needs some help but i mean he doesn't have that excuse anymore like he has all the help i mean but just i I don't get it
0: it makes you when you look at the matthew stafford experiment right now it's Mm -hmm. basically what it's always been and i mean it makes you wonder i mean a he's just a really goddamn good quarterback because he was able to put up the same matthew stafford experience in detroit Like he is what he is, with I mean, yeah, he had Megatron. Once Megatron left, but it was some Mm -hmm. teams that was good, then some that was not so good. But I mean, he was always Matthew Stafford, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I mean, again, that just goes into having a great veteran quarterback. That's a bit of what's going on in Atlanta right now. I'm sure once Matthew, I mean, once Matt Ryan leaves, they're gonna go through a bit of a phase. But I mean, just looking at him, it's like so strange because it's like He leads the league in pick sixes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he has a tendency to force the ball to OBJ at terrible times, which is exactly how they lost the last game against the Rams. This led to some terrible turnovers in the first place this season. But then when you go look at, like, statistics and QBRs and all that stuff in the fourth quarter, he's the best quarterback in the NFL in fourth quarter play, like by the numbers. Leads Leads the league in yards, leads the league in touchdowns, all that in the fourth quarter. Like, he's a baller in the fourth quarter. But it's just, can you not mess the game up before that? Yeah, Get why like, are you having to play from in, behind all yeah, that you about to say, keep us in position. So I mean, it would have been an interesting thing. Of course, I mean, the Bucks. However, they this presents a very interesting matchup. I mean, everybody always gets into the whole run the buck can't run the ball on the bucks can't run the ball on the bucks mm-hmm. and i mean I to an extent i get what you're saying mm-hmm. like if we looking at it by the numbers the bucks have a really
1: really really good run defense like i just don't i don't buy it bro i, I i'm sorry like I, I i'm sorry to cut you off too but i mean i just i've seen it all week man and i was kind of buying into it before but and I went back and watched some parts of the uh, of the Bucks game, dude. And I mean, you you watched that game as soon as we started running the ball. I mean, it was working. There were lanes. I mean, uh, there was a there was a Baldy breakdown of this too. I'm pretty sure. Like when we were dedicated to running the ball, we were able to move the ball. And it's just like you know, we we just have to have that dedication to it. And 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 you know, as corny as it sounds, we have to be sure to establish the run and just not forget our identity as a team. And uh, and I think that's going to be really important. And and like we already covered, last time we didn't have our all-pro tackle, you know, and mm-hmm. we had this whole O-line. Landon Dickerson did not have an entire season's worth of experience. You know, we had this whole, you know, O-line working together, at, you know, at their at their best. I don't – I'm not really scared of anybody. They said the same kind of things about the Bucks, or sorry, I'm sorry, about the Saints. Oh, I don't know if those run running against this defense and all this. We can run the ball on anybody as far as I'm concerned. Dude. Nobody is going to be able to get in the way. I mean, the only person who comes close to getting in the way of, of Jordan Mailata and, and Lane Johnson and, and Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson. and I mean, it's, is it going to be Herbie, right?
0: Um, okay, so sit back and relax and let's talk some ball, folks. I'm about to you the Blues brother. Oh, God. So as huh. I was saying, it gets really interesting because on the season, the Bucks allowed 4.3 yards per carry and only allowed 92.5 yards per game, which is the third and third best run defense in the NFL. Now, mm-hmm. again, I tweeted this earlier. A lot of that attributes to the fact that they scored 30.1 points per game on the season. So, If you're not running the ball super effectively from the start and you can't get no stops, eventually you got to stop running the ball. So Mm -hmm. eventually, I mean, like I mean, us as Eagles fans, we know how that goes because that's what our thing was against us in the Super Bowl year. Yeah, we was phenomenal against the run, but it eventually got to a point where teams had to bail against the run because they just couldn't run the ball no more. We were scoring points. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, I mean, it's a two-way street there, but then when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, they're like, this whole thing that you can't run the ball against the Bucs is, i like to think, miss Clearly, the numbers say one thing. Now, mm-hmm. it all starts and finishes up front with big Vita Vea. It yep. all starts and finishes up there with him. I mean, yeah, Kelsey spoke volumes of him. In doing, mm-hmm. like, doing this press he was like, he's so smart, he's so big, and he's so fast. And Those are the three traits that you don't want to face in a detail. I mean, <laughs> at least not all in one. Like, at that point, you're facing the robot. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you hear everything that I say about Tampa rankings in terms of how many yards a carry they allow, four point three. Now, they also allow five point two rush per rushing yards per carry on attempts that's not up the middle.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So
0: when you get Vita V like. I don't want to say it's possible to take Vita Vea out of the game, but again, yeah. it's it, having a strong running game on the Bucks has been done, brother. It's been mm-hmm. done. Like when they've had the chance to face formidable opponents, Jonathan Taylor, sixteen attempts, eighty-six yards. Antonio Gibson, twenty-four attempts, sixty-four yards. Here's where it gets really ugly. They played the Bills. Jonathan, I mean Josh Allen, twelve rushes attempts, one hundred and nine yards. Shout out Jalen Hurts. Uh, Devin Singletary, four attempts, 52 yards. He carried the ball mm-hmm. four times and had 52 yards, probably because crazy. he's too worried about the quarterback. But yeah. I mean, we're worried yeah. about that too. Alvin Kamar, 19 attempts, 61 mm-hmm. yards. Yeah. This team can have, you can run the
1: ball on this team, brother. It's highly possible to run the ball on this team. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, kind of moving into the into the next segment i mean we had our, our matchups of the game um i mean my i guess my my player to watch and and, and, the, and the matchup that that is going to be interesting depending on how they line up on defense is probably going to be jason pierre paul versus lane johnson you know and 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 whoever is uh is is on uh on on my lotta on the other side at this point because black is back baby he is he is back all right for this one. so he's back he's got to go
0: Right, so, sack getter versus the second best le- uh, offensive tackle ranking football according to football focus. That's so, so I, I mean, those are two,
1: two huge matchups, and like you just mentioned, you know, up the middle, it's tough. They got Vita Vea. Vita Vea is right up there as as like the best he tackles in the league with you know Fletch was and, and Aaron Donald and all those guys. I mean, Vita Vea. For those who don't know, I mean, he is crazy. Seeing somebody his size move like that is is it, something else. So point being they've been you know a little bit weaker when it comes to that outside run off tackle runs and they've also uh you know struggled with with with, uh with with, uh big plays from running backs so if if miles you know he's back he's got potentially fresh legs you know he didn't have to run the past couple weeks if he can bust out you know one or two big runs I think that is that's huge for this for this entire game and 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 what we want to get going in terms of our in terms of our game plan, highly
0: possible, brother. I mean, you just heard how I spoke about how Devin Singletary, who the Bills hit in the box for much mm-hmm. of the season, he's definitely come along big time as a late. But yeah. four rushing attempts, fifty-two yards. That's over ten yards a pop. Like that, mm-hmm. I'm sure. If I went back and looked at the stats of the game, he probably I think he had like a twenty-nine-yard run that was his longest of the game. But he you can break something on this defense now. Where it all starts and ends that, of course, I said that about Vita V, but this defense is so talented, man. You got so many. I mean, that's where I personally think it's gonna start and end that because the person who I'm about to say it has questionable rank, I mean, questionable besides name heading to this game. But the Bucks without Levante David, very, very beautiful. They're
1: so different, dude.
0: the Bucks with Levante David, them two lineback. Like, I mean, I guess when, and this isn't saying anything terrible about Devin White because I'm a big Devin White guy. I think mm-hmm. Devin White is a really good linebacker. I think he's a young linebacker, and I mean, I'm thinking he's learning from a great person in Levante David. So once Levante David is ready to hang him up and pass the reins over to Devin, I think Devin's going to be basically the next him. Put keep them in that same position. Like, it's always good as a young player to have somebody great to learn from. but as of right now he ain't quite there yet and then they putting that onus of what levante does on defense on him Mm -hmm. is like he can't be that sideline to sideline guy um
1: without
0: because you got to account for both of them basically it didn't the fact they was playing without shaq barrett like them getting him back
1: is gonna be huge it's huge and, and with with levante not being there i mean one of the biggest parts of uh of of Devin White's games is, is his ability to rush the quarterback. You know, he has like mm-hmm. eight, eight or nine, eight or nine sacks on the year as, as a linebacker, as a middle linebacker, which is just is crazy. So he even himself has said that he doesn't feel as comfortable, you know, going out um after after the quarterback and blitzing when Levante David's not there, he feels like he has to do more. So, you know, just mm-hmm. being him not being there changes the entire outlook of their offense, uh, sorry, their defense and and how they're planning to run it.
0: Definitely, brother. Definitely. So, like, there is so many ways for the Eagles to attack on offense. But <laughs> I guess you kind of got into my matchup of the game on offense. I mean, I did. <laughs> offensively for the birds. Yeah. You made talk. I guess yours was the other side. So, I mean, you see how big. Shout out to you guys. You see, I got them on the boil. Offensive right. line play is super important. We clearly accused lane. Loves offensive off line, line play baby. We, we it, baby love the ogres <laughs> clearly his was lame versus jpp Mine was my versus Shaq bird in the return i mean hmm i guess since that was kind of too organic for the people let me see if i can come up with something different get just to give him some extra extra uh, since it's playoff football i mean we got right, it is it is playoff different. football it is playoff come football. on if I had to come up with a matchup offensively for the birds, it would probably be Devonta Smith one on one with. I guess it's going to see.
1: be. They, I don't know. I was about to say, their secondary is pretty banged up, man. No, they're all playing. All the corners are playing. So would it be Murphy Bunting or is he the slot? Oh,
0: I think that's Carlton Davis, child. Yo, like, what I, for what I was watching. Earlier, yeah uh from Fran Duffy. That seemed like that's gonna be Carson Davis's job. So Dude. Devonta one-on-one with Carson Davis, need to win your one-on-one. Same for Dallas Goddard, you. man. Need to win your one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. That you Buc- the, the Bucks. You are gonna see. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. Remember when we had this conversation the first time about the Buccaneers? And I said, Man, this is just a terrible matchup for the Eagles, you guys. Like the Eagles, the Eagles still blitz. Well, they made some progression. I'll tell you more about that when we talk defense. But the Bucks still rank near the front, at the front of the league, in terms of blitzes. They blitz more than any NFL. So you are going to see man coverage.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: are going to see some one-on-ones. Jalen just has to find his hats. Now, at the same time of that, don't be surprised. If the Eagles come out in their twelve personnel, like they love to do, run heavy football team, you gonna mm-hmm. see a lot of five two. That is Tampa's defense. They sit and they live and die by that five two defense, man. Feel mm-hmm. me? Because especially if, as I said, Levante David is healthy, you got David and White sitting there roaming the middle with them five D linemen, man. Basically trying to get five on five blockers, so them linebackers are unaccounted for. Go get to the football that gets puts more onus on Dallas Goddard making block. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Like so. It's on them. I mean. It's, it's there, but if you want to get to the other side of the ball,
1: Let's what
0: do it. is your, what we doing? How are you feeling about the
1: matchup? I mean, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit on the on the round table. I mean, it feels like all year we've been waiting for JG to get in his bag, right? And we've seen him do it a little bit, you know, and it's been exciting when we have, and, and it took time, it took us having to learn the basics and and everything and, and, and get a good base uh, for, for the entire team. But mm-hmm. now is the time, you know, for, for him to, to to get in that bag and, and show us what he's got and to show us what his defense is, to to pull out some coverage switches, you know, to, to pull something different out, you know, break some tendencies, um, but that. still play into our strengths. But that's that. – Yep. That's that, all that tendency can do. breaker
0: is that because – like, when I tell you guys I've been plugged in all week, just trying to get you guys all the information I could for this playoff matchup, I had a chance to listen to the Two High podcast. Know that is mm-hmm. not a weed podcast, guys. Shout out for <laughs> Football Focus.
1: <laughs>
0: Too high, baby. Seth Galena and uh, Deont- Deontay Lee. Mm-hmm. Two of the best minds in the business, first of all. I love listening to them. Yeah. The pro football folks don't have anything. They have that in Trevor Sickle. Yeah, they got them at least. I mean, I just had the chance to listen to the, what they had to say about the game. They had the chance to have Mina Kines on. And, of mm-hmm. course, you know how we feel on the pod about Mina. Such a bright football man. Such yeah. a bright, bright football man. She's awesome. But the fact that. He, Deontay was so eager to point out, and so obvious to point out, this matchup does not bode well for the Eagles if we're going to keep doing everything we've been doing all season.
1: Yeah. yeah. We
0: cannot play, we like, we play the most soft coverage out of any team in the league.
1: Tom Brady we can't be playing, can
0: murder we oh be playing that soft it. We cannot be playing that soft coverage if we want to win that game. You just basically giving him that two, three yards.
1: Yep. Now and you can't. <laughs> you just can't.
0: You you can't, brother. Like not for the GOAT, at least. Now, the won't there's a few things that stick out to me about this game offensively, at least for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady is on one, brother. He yeah. is on one. Now the Bucks are hurt. So we'll see how okay. this goes, but it's it's worth noting that Brady got 500, 5,316 passing yards, which is the career
1: half him Dude, he just keeps doing, like, I mean, I tried to deny it forever, you know, he's a patriot, gate, everything, but, like, just so you, good. you just can't, man, you can't, I mean, he's definitely taking ACH, I mean, I got no doubts about that, there's no way that this man's, I mean, like, come on, dude, like, there's there's no way that his arm has somehow gotten stronger as he's gotten older, Um, but, like, <laughs> I mean, how do you quietly put up five thousand yards i mean and nobody's talking about it dude like Nobody, i mean that's no, like that's the I level had, of had president had no yeah. clue
0: he would have had a career like for just an odd reason because i wanted to bring up something about his yeah. early in his career then early in Jalen's career like the similarities in their season yeah and i'm just looking through it and i'm like damn town brady doesn't have a five thousand yard passing season then i got to the bottom and i'm like are you serious
1: That's He waited
0: until he got to, like, 20 years in the league and was like, watch this, guys. I can do it now.
1: He wants to have his yardage match up with his age.
0: (laughs) That is absurd, brother. Not only does he have 5,000 yards, brother, but he has 43 touchdowns, which is, again, second behind the Randy Moss season when
1: he broke the record. Like, Dude, what the hell, dude? 43 TDs. I mean – yeah, man, that's, that, that's greatness. I mean, you gotta you gotta appreciate it. But I mean, sorry, greatness. You're throwing three picks and less than hundred <laughs> yards this weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did.
1: I mean, that's the hope. But
0: we gotta get hey. some pressure on Brady, man. Yeah, that's what it like, comes down to. It's worth noting. It's worth noting that they got the best offensive line in football, at least pass mm-hmm. blocking. Yeah, like hey, if we got the best offensive line in football in terms of run blocking, they got the best offensive line in terms of pass blocking. Which I mean. It isn't a surprise because I could have sworn I seen it. something that said this was I don't remember exactly what number it is, but one of the few times that the the best Russian team in the league and the best passing team in the league have matched up against each other in the first round of the playoffs. It's
1: That's worth awesome. noting
0: that the Russian team has won the last three times. But run the ball, baby. Yes, sir. So we do. I mean, I mean the Bucks have allowed thirty-one sacks all year, bro. That's it. We only That's got crazy. twenty-nine.
1: So. It's, I mean, Josh Sweat being sick, you know, this entire week not practicing. That is, uh, that's not ideal, you know, by, by any means. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he, he's able to play cause, because it, cause we really do need him. I mean, we got, we got Slay, who, you know, we talked about the all pros. Slay was was absolutely gypped of his, his all pro. I mean, what 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 a season by him. I mean, all the touchdowns, every time he got his hands on the ball, I mean, following receivers. I mean, absolutely robbed. I mean, it, it's ridiculous that they gave Mr. The interception all of it, all like like the all pro when he let up like, over a thousand yards. I mean, like if you want to shut down corner, look at Darius Slay this year. I'm sorry. Darius I mean
0: Slay literally had the lowest passer rating in single coverage on the season. 25.6. You know who How he is that was nine? right in front of all pro corner, JC Jackson.
1: Yeah. I mean, come on. Somebody and actually deserved respect. Yeah. JC, JC's been nice this year. JC's I mean, a baller,
0: man. Big JC guy here. He
1: is. He's gonna get paid, right? I mean, that's
0: this is his contract oh, here, isn't it? Yes, he is. they have moved on from Stefan Gilmore. they mm-hmm. like he already been doing this for a few years now. But this was just a, okay. We gotta pay you. We got we yeah. had to see what we had into had in you. Now we gotta pay you. He's cold, cool, bro. Yeah, he is exactly. Too good, so, man. Good always him. good to see somebody from the area where he went to school at UMD. I'm not quite sure where he's from, but always good to see one of the local uh, yeah. cats doing good, man.
1: You love that, love that, man. Um. Anyways, I'm sorry. Getting back, uh, we got we got Darius Slay, right? I mean, and you know. By our luck, uh, they don't have most of their weapons. You know, they got Tyler Johnson, who I was a big fan of. Who's a stud, but I don't think he's a a a needle mover like that at this point in his career. They got Scotty Miller, and then they got Mike Evans. You know, and and uh, of course Gronk. Um, Mike Evans, you you depend on on Slay to, to hop in there and to just uh to just play uh, to play play him and just shut him down, and uh, that's what the Saints do with Marshall Lattimore. And I think that's the uh, the challenge Slay is going to attack as well. Um, and then you just really got to you you, you got to have you know Avante and and Stephen Nelson have good games against the guys they're covering. But then what we got to do is is, is we got to cover the tight end. And uh, you know we've been I think the worst team in the league, if not I mean one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the leagues uh, against uh, tight ends this year. Something like sixteen touchdowns and like over a thousand yards. Um, but oddly enough. All you know, the big name tight ends have not had monster games against us. It's been all the guys who you know you're quote unquote not as worried about, right? So, mm-hmm. um, coming into a game with a big name tight end like uh, like Gronk, I have a feeling you know Gannon's gonna get back to his kind of bracket covers that he ran a lot when we played ballers and the Kelsey's and the Gronk's early in the season. Actually, I don't know if he played that game, but uh, the, play o- the first game of how. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. The OJ Howard, he scored, but you know, it, it, it's, it's when we don't play their star tight ends uh, that they eat on us. But when we do play the star tight ends, I think uh, Gannon has a plan. So I think if we can utilize those two, and like you said, D-line has just got to have a big game and, and getting Brady's face and just uh, you got to make him uncomfortable early because, you know, if he feels like he can sit back there and pick you apart, there's, there's no hope because we don't have enough, talent like that where we can uh, make up for it, at, at least not at this point, in my opinion.
0: Definitely, brother. Definitely. I, I, I
1: echo a lot of the
0: same sentiment, man. Probably say a whole lot of what you just said, just with numbers behind it. Shout out to analytics. <laughs> but I, I i just honestly, since you brought it up, I should actually start up with, that'll probably be my matchup of the game defensively, for real. You could look a whole lot of places. I mean, you got Slade versus Mike Evans, mm-hmm. but you got that pretty handle. I don't want to say handle because I mean, Mike Evans is a really good wide receiver, but right. our should be all pro corner has been playing out of his mind this season. So you yes, would sir. think that that's something taking that you that could check too. off in terms of a box. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, that game. I'm sure he went the game and already was like, that's me. Don't even worry mm-hmm. about nothing else. That's me, which has had me follow that. But and he'll do it too, as you, as you said about the tight ends. I mean, it's a really two sided coin because, like you said, the birds have been terrible against tight ends, man. Really mm-hmm. terrible, brother. Terrible. Like if you look at it on the season versus tight ends, they last in allow receptions. They last in touchdowns allowed. They twenty seventh in the yards allowed. If a tight end want to eat, what what uh should I say? You tired of not getting the ball? <laughs> you tired of not catching the rock and getting the yards and the touchdowns? Come to Philadelphia, because if you're Come a tight to end, you gonna eat, man. You are gonna eat. But as you also stated, when you took when you get down to the nitty gritty, and we actually had to face the guys, you just. The guys I got listed here, Pitts, Kittle, Kelsey, Hawkinson, four of the seven top tight ends, according to DraftKings. What we got on the season is, number one, of course, first up, Pitts, four receptions, eight targets, 41 yards. Kittle, four receptions, four targets, 17 yards. Kelsey, four receptions, six targets, 23 yards. Hawkinson. Ten receptions, eleven targets, eighty-nine yards. Like, Hawkinson was probably the most successful one. But if you really come down to the average on that, birds have allowed five point five receptions and on seven point two five targets mm-hmm. for forty-two point five yards per game against the top-tier tight ends. So Ganning clearly has a plan against tight ends. Yeah. So I'm not quite too worried about Gronk. Like the numbers might say one thing, but Clearly, when you could do a deep dive, numbers could say a lot of things that you want exactly. to see. When you do a deep dive into it, clearly the Eagles have something for the hot spot tight ends. Yeah. Now, it's- where, where it gets really interesting, that is the running back position. I'm not sure what's going on with Ronald Jones. He may or may not play. Even Leonard Fournette is playing, but Leonard Fournette hasn't played since week 15. And we all remember the game that Leonard Fournette. Like, Leonard Fournette played the big, big, big role in the first game, man. I yeah, remember all game. I kept saying on the first podcast was every time they show empty, they throw on that running back screen to Leonard Fournette. Every time they show empty, and what did they do? Every time they do that running back screen, man, that's what watching film do for y'all guys. Watch the film. Right. But <laughs> in terms of playoff Lenny, man, playoff Lenny different from Lenny in general. And on the season – like, just his last few playoff games, last six, actually, 135 mm-hmm. total yards and a touchdown, 74 total yards and a touchdown, 107 total yards and a touchdown, 132 total yards and a touchdown, 89 total yards and a touchdown, 119 total yards and a touchdown. So with the score on Sunday, Leonard Fournette would actually tie a streak for the third longest by a running back in NFL history with scores in a playoff game. So, clearly, they know that. We know that. We're going to have to keep him out of the end zone.
1: I'm
0: mm-hmm. sure they watched film from the last game. I mean, just, of course, us against the run has been much, 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 much better since the last Night time we day. met them. Night and day, brother. Night and day. So, with all that taken into account, you, like, You feel like I just listed everything, and you like, well, the Eagles have been better against the run, so I'm not really worried about Lenny. The Eagles have been good against top-tier tight ends, so I guess they got a plan for Gronk. You got Slade on Mike Evans. I mean, outside of the fact that we're playing against the GOAT Tom Brady, should I really be worried about the the Bucs offense? Well, yeah, like I said earlier, they average 31 points per game. But outside of that, that just gets me into my whole matchup of the game. Avante Maddox, this is your show, baby. This is your show. Mm -hmm. It's gonna come down to you versus whoever they got at wide receiver three. Now, I guess I should get this out of the way now because I seen some people on Twitter earlier talking about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. If you see Scotty Miller in the game, y'all, at Yale, reverse at your TV. Reverse, reverse. Like I'm telling you, because they have tried him. They have tried. All season long. And we know the, the impact Scotty made last year, man. Mm-hmm.
1: He was huge yeah, in the he playoffs. He was
0: huge in the playoffs and they tried to get him going. I don't know if it's the amount of bodies they had in the wide receiver room this year or just he just ain't fitting what they got in their plans. But he's tried, man. He's really tried. But he has really failed as a vertical threat on the season. He like I'm pretty sure that role belongs to Rashad Perryman now. hmm But like, he's only played in 22% of the snaps on the year, only got, like, five catches. Like, mm-hmm. Scotty Miller will probably, like I said, you know, jet sweeping reverse when you see him on your TV, which brings me to, back to the Bashar Perry Vince, and the Tyler Johnson. You spoke on Tyler Johnson earlier. I mean, yeah, sure, the, most people would proclaim that he's not a world beater. But actually, when you get back into the numbers in games or situations where the Bucks were missing one, or if not both, of the second and third wide receivers, he has actually stepped up in those. Something like there in three of the four games, in three and four games where he was getting heavy targets at least, mm-hmm. he got at least seven targets in those games. So the ball is going to come his way. Tom Brady trusts Tyler Johnson, so it's not about if he going to get the ball or where he going. Like the ball is coming his way, it's just all about if one of them two can make a play. And the same for Bashar Perryman. Last week he started to come along and make a little impact on the team. He had a pretty decent week last week. Caught a big catch. Just like,
1: yeah, mm, he's still a madman. Mm, yeah, like, you feel me? Like, I mean, and I know what's mean to say. He's just he's been around forever because of his speed. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's he's fast. I mean, and it's it, you know, can't find that many fast people like that. So he keeps getting opportunities. Tyler Johnson, I think, is a, is a stud. Um, but. My my thought is, is, you know, like you just said, if we if he's in the slot and, and we got an Avante on him, I think uh, I, th- I think Avante can get the upper hand in that matchup. And, you know, even on the other side of Slay, I know he got a lot of flack at the beginning of the season and, you know, the talent he's played since hasn't been nearly the same. But Stephen Nelson has had, you know, a, a, a quietly good second half of the season, you know, with with corners. If you don't talk about them, traditionally, it's a good thing. With Slay, he's just a stud and it's different. But Steven Nelson, we haven't talked about him, and that's in the most positive possible way. So um, I think the secondary, at least, is in good shape heading in.
0: Definitely. Definitely in good shape heading in. I mean, we talked about all the matchups across the board, as I said, between Devontae and Steven, they going to have their hands full. But it's not going to be easy because especially when you're playing a quarterback like Tom Brady, which mm-hmm. brings us all, all over to that's how JG got to have a big game, man. JG, a lot of the onus is on you, brother. A lot of it is on you. You got you to be on one, man. As you said at the top of the pile. you got to show them a lot of different stuff. Like, you can't, you really just can't be so casual or Vanilla as you've been a lot of the season. So, I mean, outside of that, it's easy to say all this, but you're playing against Tom Brady, bro. So, Listen, 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 bro.
1: What happened last time Tom Brady played the Eagles in the playoffs? Just remind me.
0: We had Brandon Graham. We might not (laughs) even have Josh Sweat this time.
1: Listen, bro. It's the spirit. It's the spirit, Quell. It's 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 the heart. Okay. It's Philadelphia going to Tampa, and it's time for us to get revenge. All right, the NFC Championship game, bro. Donovan McNabb's first game, first playoff game was against the Bucks. Yeah, first Mm, playoff mm, game. mm, mm, mm. Mm, Circle's coming mm, back mm, around, baby. We're not, we're not, we're not losing to Brady. I'm sorry. You know he can go home, kiss his sons on the lips. It's gonna be fine. He can come back for next year. This year's, this year's the Eagles, baby. We're going to the okay, chip. And it's be
0: different. Yes,
1: yeah, sir. After this, we're going to Lambeau. And uh, and Rodgers is going to be so sad. He's going to have to go talk to his family. Okay? We're, we're coming in. We're wrecking this. All right? It's the Eagles' year. I am ready. Well, I'm fired up, bro. It, it, it's time. Playoff ball. Aaron Rodgers, if
0: you are a fan of the podcast, only throw two touchdown passes instead of four because he said that, and that me. So, it's he's not going take, it take it personally. You probably won't have to talk to your family. You just probably just go <laughs> talk to Olivia. Olivia will talk to
1: you. Oh, and Joe Rogan. He's got. He's got. He's got his boy Joey too. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> go birds, baby. Birds and foe. All right. It's it, it, it's it's just. I mean, we got the vibes again, bro. Like, I mean there's just even, even the playoff team in 2019, like we just barely eked in there and it was like cool and all, but like this team just feels so together and cohesive and just wholesome as a unit. Like I'm just, I, I, I look forward to the mic mic'd ups and, and in the locker rooms. Cause like, I mean, I just want any little bit of like into that, you know, mm-hmm. brotherhood that that locker room shares. Cause it's, it's really real. And to see, you know, people would just work hard and do things the right way and thoroughly just do things. And, and to see that all come to fruition, it's just, it's been amazing. And so I'm just, I'm really excited and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this game. I'm ready, man. So what do what do we thinking? What, what is, uh, what is our, what is our score prediction? What is it going to be?
0: Give me one second. One second.
1: I got you. Well, in the meantime, I can tell everybody a little bit about, why the Eagles are going to win this weekend. I know I already told you, we already talked about, you know, the game and the vibes and everything, but this is going to be a huge Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard game. These boys That's have nice. been coming up. It's, it's, it's the only way we're going to win, you know. They've been coming up when we've needed them in, in the second half of the season, and this is their opportunity to show that they can do it on any team. There's been a lot of criticism that, you know, it's been on – you know teams that haven't been very good, and oh, they beat Trevor Simeon and this and that. But at the end of the day, they've still produced on the field, and they've they've made you know game-breaking plays on on great players, and, and and that's just what they do. And I think they're fully aware that this is an opportunity to to show the entire world what this team is made of and and what we got. So, Eagles fans, I implore you, get excited. You know it's it's not the dog masks anymore. Uh, Sirianni said that earlier. But it's a new era of Eagles football, and uh, and, and I couldn't be more excited, and, and y'all you all should be just as excited as I am. Something special is coming. But oh, something the special
0: school. is definitely coming. Twenty-seven ten, because that's what they beat us the last time we played in the NFC Championship game. No, I'm just 27-10. joking. Twenty-seven to ten, but. And, I mean, you know, over at P's and Q's, we always try to drop the little jams for you, man, so you guys can make sure you're on one or when you're watching the TV screen, you're like, hey, hey, I know what's about to happen. As I told you, the 5-2 is going to be the Bucks' based personnel. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurt, you should. Dallas Garder, as you said, brother, you should have an opportunity to live and die by the middle of the field. Get those linebackers moving. Bait, bait and run like aggressively. Go right behind them. Play action. It should be open as long as they're in that 5-2. Make them pay. Make them open pursuit Make them get out of that. So then you can get back to your running ways, man. Because it's going to be hard to run the ball against that 5-2. I mean, it's been done, but it's going to be hard. Now, again, offensively, the Bucks get wicked, man. The one thing I got to watch out for y'all is – When they get in the red zone, they like to show you three-by-one sets, trips, bunch, all that stuff. Now, what they do when they show you that is they put Gronk out wide as the solo wide receiver by himself to get that one-on-one matchup in the red zone. So, always be careful for that, but it don't just stop there. What they do is they put Mike Evans in the what what they like to call a three. So when you are in trip sets, they read one, two, three. So the receiver closest to the tight end or closest to the offensive line will basically be receiver the read three. That's what Mike Evans would be lined up at. So, so he's the
1: inside of the trips,
0: right? Yeah, inside back. Basically, yeah. the inside of the trips. He's they doing that to try to create mismatches, putting him on safeties, linebackers, all stuff like that.
1: usually mm-hmm. when you right there, you don't have a cornerback lined up on. Yeah, him. totally makes so, sense. You got them coming out of the back of the formation. You know, you got just that little bit of extra hesitation with the corners. It's a uh, a lot like uh, the the, the uh, rub concepts that we use, but just kind of smushed down um, and and put into into one place. So that that makes a lot of sense. That'll be interesting to see. You got any other uh, any other you know formations or anything to look out for? Mm-hmm.
0: That's about it, man. That's a little specialty, well, at least from what I seen on film against the Bucks that they like to the go and go-to's. In mm-hmm. terms of the score, man, it's gonna be ugly, man. If the birds want to mm-hmm. win this game, it's either gonna be a blowout and we getting crushed, or it's gonna be an ugly, nitty-gritty game. And if the birds want to win this game, it gotta be ugly and nitty-gritty. And that's not saying they're gonna win it if it's ugly and nitty-gritty, but mm-hmm. that's their best chance. Yep. Keeping the ball out of Brady's hands I mean, yeah, the offense might be hurt But still, you're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks If not the greatest quarterback of all time You want to limit his possessions You want to yep. make this run defense Make the same thing that you make Every other defensive line feel You want to make this defense feel The same way you feel when you face the Saints And you put up that 246 rushing yards Against what was right. the number one rush defense You want to mm-hmm. impose your will early And often now, I don't care if you want to start going right at Villa or you want to start running away from them so you can get everybody tied, chasing them all over the field, and then go to the interior. Either way, how y'all got to go about it, y'all like that's where it all starts at. So, if it's going to be mm-hmm. an ugly football game, like it probably be a lot similar to that game last year they played against Washington, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking 21 17
1: birds. Mm hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm in the same boat. I think the only way we win is if it's ugly and uh, those are the kind of games that we win. And those are the kind of games we're having, you know, the best rushing attack in the NFL. It comes in handy. You know, that's, that's where you want to get the slog, control the ball, the time of possession. And, and that's really what what we've thrived at. And so I think we can keep this one ugly. Um, I think, I think we're going to end up winning of course, you know, me, Um, but I think we're going to, we're going to be winning 24, 21. I think it's going to be down there, um, but I think it's going to come down to like you know a field goal, and uh, and I think we're really going to see uh, you know how how this team responds in the big moments. I'm you know I'm just excited Absolutely. to see it. I'm Definitely. I'm excited to see it. You know, I just uh, want to see with them a bit we better, got better, man.
0: Exactly, exactly. they you something to be excited for heading into the off season, even win or loss, man. Just something to be like, this team is going to be yep. something in the future, man. Yeah. And, I mean, as we both just stated, I mean, I had a four-point game. You had a three-point game. Clearly, at some point, Jake Elliott may be needed. Yep, and he's had a phenomenal season. So. Phenomenal season, man.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's going it. to be very interesting to see how it goes, man. We go, it goes over here at the Philly Blitz, man, here goes your Birds official preview of the playoffs. We got more Birds playoff content coming your way. throughout the weekend before the game happens, hopefully after the game happens. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this isn't the last podcast we got for you for the the Eagles regular or Eagles official season. I mean, if it is, we definitely got a lot of off-season content lined up for you guys. We're excited for that. But, I mean, who the hell wants to see the birds stop playing football? Not me. We're playing until February, baby.
1: Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. But All right, brother. Even if it is, man, we appreciate you guys for joining us on this mm, the new season, 17 game ride, 18 weeks. We appreciate you guys for joining us along the ride, man. Just getting started, only getting better. Like we said, we got a big off-season plan for you guys. Sir. Sure. Can't wait to keep this ride going, man. P's and Q's to the moon. To the moon. Go, birds. Go birds, baby. <laughs>